0: B500, get into the wildcard.
1: 86
2: got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. I need
1: to break it to you, man. I don't think it was
3: your vision. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the pictures. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. I do. I do hate it. i going to say it. fucking hitting bombs to fucking outro, like. Object that to my If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. no Giant's question about it. I am ready to get hurt again.
2: Welcome, everybody, to episode number 25, a quarter century in of the Batter and Fan Podcast. I am your host, Daniel and Alongside me, I have three batter fans. Well, not the regular three, but at least we're a foursome again, right? Because we've been down to like two <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I got my man, Bretton, Spaz, and a very special guest from UK himself, Mr. Peter Pratt. Let's start with Mr. Peter Pratt. How are you doing, sir?
1: Guys, it's great to be back. And... It's timely. We started the season. Now we're ending it. And so I'm feeling good. We're in exactly the right spot. We're where we wanted to be. So this is going to be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to it. There's some, there's some nervous Marlins fans at this point, but I'm not nervous. I'm feeling good. So I'm looking forward to this one, guys. I believe, I believe, I believe, believe.
2: there we go. How you doing, Faz? It was nice seeing you out at the ballpark. Uh, Was that on Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah. We caught
0: the game on Tuesday. Uh, it was very nice seeing you, and uh, thankfully, we got a dub.
2: Did you Did yeah. you stay the whole game? Because I, I left, like, in the bottom of the 8th, I think. I left at the top of the 8th because I was there with my kids. It was right. a school night, and, uh, and I thought we had it in the back. 3-1. Same. Same. Okay, so Nardi, T- Tanner Scott, and we're, we're off to the races, and uh, yeah, I left, and on the way home, Hellbrook yeah, is well, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a second, so for sure. But yeah, it was definitely nice to be out there. You and your your miraculous stash, it's always nice seeing that in person. Yeah, <laughs> happy to be back. Man, Brad, and, well, and you and for those that don't know, Spaz was out on how old was it like a 38 day trip out to Europe? It was not a 38 day no. trip, but. My my liver feels like it was
0: a 38-day trip, but it was not <laughs> 38 <game. laughs>
3: He was out there scouting uh some uh some Greek talent for Kim to bring into the team next That's year. it.
2: Uh, and Brian, man, how you been?
3: Oh, I'm great, man. Got my Jacksonville hat on because Sandy is pitching tonight for Jacksonville. He's coming back, gonna will us to the playoffs with his competitive fire for two starts to finish the season. So I am pumped. I know. Man. Well, I'm pumped for this episode. I'm pumped for this. I mean, all we wanted,
2: we kept saying, right, stay over 500 long enough to make a run at the very end. We're over 500, two weeks to go. This is go time. It's go time, baby. So let's see how things – but let, let, let's go over the last week of, of uh, Marlins baseball. And I guess the best way to start is me calling it back to last week when me and Brighton were on our, by ourselves. And Brighton said, "We'll take two of three from the Braves." And I said, "I think you're being a little too optimistic, I'll say one of three, and then we'll take two of three or maybe even sweep the Mets." And I ate my words, Brighton. It was even better than you thought. So it was. We swept the Braves. We were nine and one up until this series against I'm sorry, one and nine, right? One and nine against the Braves up until this series. Over the last uh, two seasons, I think it was 22 and seven against them. They're 22 wins to R seven wins. So it's been lopsided to say the least. So I'll go straight to our special uh, guest of honor, Mr. Peter Pratt. What were your biggest takeaways from this Braves sweep?
1: Who saw this one
3: coming? I mean... What? Brandon almost said?
1: I think he was just scared to say it, but I think
3: he saw it. Yeah. Uh last time we had Peter on, he called for a brave sweep. He was just a couple I do weeks. You remember early. this. Well, <laughs> and, I, and I think we ended up getting swept. He just called it for a wrong way.
2: <laughs> I just said
1: sweep. That's I just right. I just walk around saying sweep, sweep, and just some you know, sometimes it happens, but main takeaways were 36 runs uh in three yeah. games. There's not really not much bad. you know, yeah. you can't do much more than that, to be honest. It was absolutely stunning. Um, the, Marin, the Marlins poured it on which is great to see never normally happens particularly against the Bravos you know those boys were hung over I remember watching the game one and literally Aussie Albies I could see him he looked like Spazzy in Greece like it was <laughs> he was he was disorientated he didn't know what was happening at second base so we caught the Braves at exactly the right time yeah but I, I agree normally when the Marlins do that they catch a team oh, at the right they, they just can't they can't deliver They couldn't have done any more. They fully delivered in this one. And you try to pick out, like, who was the hero? You start asking yourself, well, yeah, Jazz for sure. But the way to answer that is, who wasn't the hero? Who didn't Mm -hmm. do anything? And actually, the only answer was Joey Wendell. Apart from that, everyone delivered something in that series. (laughs) So, you know, for me, that's an all-time series, one of the greatest Marlin series that I think I've ever seen, frankly, at the time of year. Yeah. Against the best team in the NL, okay, they're hungover, but I mean, that's a historic series right there we've just seen. Uh, Then we've seen the Mets series, which (laughs) wasn't quite as fun, but yeah, it's hard to pick out one moment in that one series with 36 runs, but what a sweep.
2: Bretton, I know right after the Marlins, I'm sorry, right after the Marlins swept the Braves, I said, how Marlins would it be for us to sweep the Braves and then lose two out of three to the Mets? Now, Bretton and, and I told you on me, yes, <laughs> we think those things, but we don't say them. I unfortunately said them and we're going to get into that Mets series later. But what were your thoughts on the brave sweep?
3: I, I didn't see it coming and it was total domination. Like there wasn't like one facet of our game that didn't come through. And like that, that's the potential of this team, right? Like that's what we can do when everything is clicking starters look good bullpen look good bats look good i mean it was just a total like that's what you th- that's what you want and that's what we've been wanting the, the marlins to deliver all year is like a consistent performance against a contender because most of the time the contenders come to town or we go there and and we disappear and so to me that's that was the springboard that we needed to that was the most pivotal series of the season because had we gotten swept, like we probably could have, if we we had gone in it the same mentality we normally do with the Braves, uh, we'd be out of it at this point. Because then you drop two against with the Mets, and you're you're sitting. Because what are we at game out now? We could be yes. games out because those other teams were were winning. We're so at half game out, half game. So you know. It, it was pivotal and it was the the most exciting series that we've had this season and and if we make the playoffs, that's the moment that it happened was it was that series in my opinion would you spaz if if we make the playoffs are you pointing back
2: to the jazz two grand slams in a row, two games in a row is that was that the moment because to me I was like, what the hell is happening right now this this is not real and um and I felt like that those are the two moments right there. What did you think about the Brave series and just that moment in general?
0: I mean, I was trying to kind of still get my bearings together, and I'm seeing the score just kind of like – and I'm like, no, is this like a fever dream? Am I like, what's nah. going on? <laughs> but I was, I That's was, right. You got back on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I got back on Friday night. So Saturday I was trying to get my shit together, and uh, yeah, man, I'm looking at this, and <laughs> oh, I, yeah. just, I see the runs go up. And I'm like, nah. But, dude, that those those runs and everything going on, it was – it was incredible to see, and I was I was like, okay, I'm back, and we're winning, and we're going all the way, and then, you know, we all know what happened this last series. But
2: it shows uh, what we can do. I mean, it shows yeah. what we can do for sure. for sure. Look, outside of the post-All-Star, the like two-three-week span where we just completely let loose to that 14-game over 500, like we just – it just completely disappeared. We've looked like a solid team the rest of the year all around. It's that that three-week span or so where we just went – it was just everything went wrong. Now from that Brave series, a couple things that I take away. One, we were down two runs in the first two games, and we came back both times. The first inning we had we had Cueto starting, and obviously that didn't start off well, and we had to come back from behind. And against the Braves, you figure the way the last two seasons have gone, or even this season where we're just one in nine, that mentally you're like, oh here we go again. Even the players possibly, but there was no quit. We came and we came back. With the first game, second game, we had a 4-0 lead. They came back, took a 6-4 lead like in the fifth inning. And again, we came back and we took that lead. So I think the fact that we fought back after trailing is one big deal. And the other was the fact that we I, – I I was talking about this a week or two ago where I said I don't know if we can compete going on constant bullpen days because tell me what – I don't care what people say. If Johnny Cueto was starting, that's a bullpen day. And then we had, what was it, Hoeing going on Sunday? We had two bullpen days, and we managed to sweep the Braves anyway. So, to me, those are my two biggest takeaways, outside of the bats, obviously, coming alive. I think that this series, like Spat said, was a big deal because we showed that we belong, that we can do this, and, and things are looking up. So, I'm feeling really positive. But I jinxed it. I said, how Marlins would it be? And, well, here we are. Peter Pratt, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> what do you think of uh, that Mets series and what we witnessed?
1: <clears throat> there's two takeaways, right? Two main ones. That, well, three, I'd say. Firstly, the Mets are still a, a, a good roster, right? And so our, in our minds, there's a bit of a trick. There's a mind trick that's happening where you're like, oh, their record's terrible. They're a terrible team. And then you go, oh, wow, okay, Frankie Lindor still playing. Oh, Peter Alonso's in this and, and Brandon Nimmo. You're like, Actually, the Mets have still got some dudes. They just haven't yeah. played well. So yeah. that's the one thing I'd say about the Mets. And Sanger has actually pitched great all year. Love um, Sanger. Absolutely. Two main takeaways for this series for me. Um, fundamentally, you talk about a pivotal moment and a pivotal series about sweeping the Braves and could that be the moment that gets the Marlins in when we look back on the year?
2: I know what you about a, to say.
1: There's one moment, right, where we'll look back and go, could that be the moment the Marlins didn't make in that? Hoy Soler, foul pole, extravaganza, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know. That that truly could be a sliding doors moment in the Marlins season where if that's ruled as it once was, and I don't know. And fundamentally, and I, I spoke about this on my pod yesterday. How are we in this situation? How is Major League Baseball in this situation mm-hmm. in 2023 where you've got four dudes stood around trying to guess has it gone foul or, or fair? Like I just watched the US Open tennis for the whole two weeks, there's not one line judge anymore in tennis. Everything is done in the U.S. Open electronically. There's ball track yep. and everything's like, mm-hmm. like, how are we in this age of Major League Baseball and technology where we're still, like, trying to work it out? So, huge moment. Uh, I do wonder what the future holds for that situation. The other thing, which has got topical today, which really irked me, to be honest, was the attendance issue as well. The, mm-hmm. you know, 10,000 fans or whatever there yesterday in on the Wednesday game, Like, there's been so many excuses used by Marlins fans. Uh, I use them as well because I don't live that near, um, and many of us don't. But to only have like 10,000 in the, the final homestand week when this club is right in it, these are effectively playoff games, and there's no one turning up. And I get it. Weather's not good, and the traffic's crap, and blah, blah, blah. But listen, if you wanted to be there, you could get there. And fundamentally, the Marlins fans decided not to get there. And for me... I saw that as a straight-up embarrassment, to be honest with you, of this fan base. It looks embarrassing. The optics are bad. Everything's bad about it. You've got to cut the excuses, and they've got to be there. It'll be better on the weekend for obvious reasons, but I was stunned at the attendance, to be honest with you, across the whole series, not just Wednesday. The whole series was like sub-15,000 per game. That's just not good enough, to be honest. So, yeah, a lot of takeaways, none of them really that positive, other than Garrett Hampson's emerging as a stud, by the way.
2: Yes, he is, and, and, but I'm glad you brought up the attendance because I was there with Spaz, and we were talking about it in person because, it's like, man, this is game two. We're in the thick of a playoff race, and I remember I took a picture from center field, right, looking at home plate, and, you know, it's a beautiful panoramic that we could see at the whole stadium, mm. and it's basically empty. And it's like, how is this possible? Like any other place in the country, when you're in the middle of, of a playoff race with two weeks left and you're half a game out, the stadium's at least three fourths full, but man, it was three fourths empty. Unfortunately, now, so to, to give everybody a little credit, it started getting a little fuller, like once the I think bottom of the first, top of the second inning, everybody started trickling in a little late, I guess. Miami, whatever. I still think it's a crappy excuse, but it wasn't as bad as before the first pitch, but it was way too empty, and I, I was having that conversation with a few people that I was sitting around. So, uh, what, what takeaways? I did
0: kind of want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think those six forty starts, I know they did them because you know to end the game earlier and all that. But those six forty starts, I feel, have really screwed with the beginning of the game because just like you, I see those, uh, I see those empty blue seats, you know. And again, towards the first or second inning, people start trickling in, but that's the time people can make it with tra- Miami traffic and all that. They, that's when they finally make it there. That's those six forty starts. I get why they did it just to end the game earlier, so people aren't at the park at nine thirty at night, ten o'clock at night. But I, I I think that's just screwing everything up. And it's happened. We've been doing it what for almost two seasons. I think it is the six forty.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with you on the six forty starts because that's the reason I've only been to two weekday games this year. Is because for me, it takes me an hour and a half to get down there because I'm going like. You know still business traffic and then coming back is like another hour and a half and with two kids like it's just not possible all the time but
1: um you know i'll be there the this weekend
3: start. so that's good <laughs> but you know i love the 640 start because with my
2: kids i need to get them to bed early so yeah. look, and look I, it was nine o'clock and i was like it's the top of the eighth i gotta head out of here
3: mm, but yeah. if, if
2: it would have been a 7 seven ten start i would have been leaving at the what bottom of the sixth maybe so I'm, I'm, I'm glad
3: with that. Yeah, but I don't just to touch on the attendance thing, like I don't get it because, you know, right before the, the All-Star break, like we were averaging what, like 20,000 people in the stadium for those those big games running into the All-Star break. I mean, yeah, we were on our hot streak and we've been, you know, until the Brave series, we've been pretty bad. Uh, the second half of the season but I, I don't understand how we can attract that at that point I, in the season and then now you know everybody's gone I have a theory <laughs> for that though I have a playoff, theory as to why we had that no well everybody playoff else's was, playoff runs yes the Miami heat
2: and the Florida Panthers had South Florida hot mm. and just hot with with sports they were fiending for sports because they had playoffs in the finals in both sports. And all of a sudden, the messy news breaks. And everybody is just like, sports, 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 sports. All of a sudden, the Heat and the Panthers disappear. Messi's not going to debut for another month and a half. And everybody's left with like, wow, like I really had a sports high. What do I watch now? Well, the Marlins are supposedly good. And all of a sudden, everybody went to the ballpark for like a month. And then Messi showed up. And then the Dolphins training camp. And then everything just disappeared again. Because that, that's what pro- the problem with baseball here in South Florida is that like it gets lost in the shuffle because football is so big down here. Basketball is so big down here. And now Messi is so big down here. So it, it, it stinks because the Marlins do get lost in the shuffle.
1: There's only one solution, guys. It, sure. There's a clear and obvious solution. Everything that everyone has just said. And I get am Messi pro- to throw out the first pitch? I mean, like, get Messi on the roster. I mean, listen, <laughs> you know, we, need, we need a setup guy. We need a pinch runner. I'm not sure, actually, yeah. but... There's one obvious solution here, guys. We're all we're all missing it. More day games. <laughs> More day games. More UK-friendly extravaganzas. That's what we need. I mean, these 640s are a nonsense. Let's get them earlier in the day. <laughs> yeah, But look at that. Look, real fans right
2: here agree with you. Even like exactly. the early shows. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So uh, backpedaling here, back to what we were talking about originally. Spaz, what were your thoughts on the Mets series? I know I jinxed them. You ain't got to th- throw it in my face.
0: <laughs> so my my buddy that I went with uh, when I when I saw you he's a huge Mets fan and I mean he's he's about as pessimistic as you can be as a Mets fan and you know rightfully so they're they're awful and he's like no you know you swept the Braves you guys are going to sweep us too this and then while we're watching the game he's like this is you know this is crazy like why are we getting these hits why are we getting so it's surprising to him so yeah I, I thought it would be a lot easier especially since we've been doing so much better than them. And it was just disappointing, man. I am still have a little bit of hope, have a little bit of optimism, which is very unlike me. Um, but let's see what we can do against the Brewers, man. Yeah, that's right. Believe, believe. I've been doing this podcast with you way too long. I'm starting to turn into. I'm rubbing a different...
2: off on you. I'm rubbing off on you, or yeah, is a, little bit, a little bit. You're I don't like you very much. And if you listen to Peter <laughs> Pratt, he's like the ultimate optimist. So <laughs> we're all rubbing off on you, Spaz. Yeah.
3: What do
2: you think about What do you think about the Br- uh, Met series, Brandon?
3: Uh, you know, it was shit. <laughs> that's that's it. Um, you know, uh, fortunately we we saved we saved Tanner Scott the embarrassment of blowing two games in a row. Um, you know, he really cost us the Monday game and almost cost us the Tuesday game. So luckily we were able to grab the Tuesday game. Last night, $5 burger day, we just didn't show up. Um And, you know, I think Berger also left injured um, in the game, so waiting to hear. We haven't heard anything yet today, so hopefully that means it's just something minor and he'll be back uh, tomorrow. But, you know, just disappointing um, overall. You know, there's just nothing... Like Peter said, there, there's nothing you can take out of this game or this series that was positive. You know, the home run. Like I was, I was tweet, I was texting you guys, and I was like, "Oh, it's a home run!" And then all of a sudden, like I'm like, "Nope." Now they're reviewing it. Now it's a foul ball, and then I was like, "Fuck, it's over."
2: <laughs> can I ask you guys a question? Maybe, maybe I'm all oh, base. Sure. That's the answer. <laughs> well, the thing is, with that home run, what had me kind of confused is that they called it a home run initially. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they changed it to a foul ball without checking the replay. Now, right. what bothers me about that is that I would assume, and I don't know because I haven't checked the rules, but but when it's clear and no, sorry, when it's not clear and inconclusive, they can't overturn the call. It's the original right? call. Whatever it's it was, the original call. So mm-hmm. what 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 angers me is that the original call was a home run,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but then they changed it to a foul ball. So when they went to check it. On the replay technically now the original call is a foul ball even though it really was originally a home run so if they don't randomly flip-flop without looking at the replay and then they look at the replay it's still inconclusive so therefore it should be a home run therefore the mets should have lost two out of three the marlins should be currently at 80 wins and we should be riding high with a half game lead into the wild cards. so i think it's bs I just yeah. wanted to put that out there because I don't see how they can flip-flop and then go ahead and check the replay afterwards and then go based off of that last call. But uh, I'm just talking into the wind at this point.
3: <laughs> no, All I right. think everyone agrees with you. Yeah. What
2: it doesn't make any sense. No, uh,
3: and and like, like Peter said, like we, we can have a computer program that tells us, bam, this ball crossed the line it didn't cross the line in tennis but we can't do that with a foul ball and in mm-hmm. in 2023 we're just letting four guys who who knows last time they had an eye exam because i don't think i any of them did to call that a foul ball no you know and and oh solaire gets penalized because he hit the ball ball too high build those poles to the ceiling then there you like, go baby well, why aren't they built to the ceiling though because, we need bigger poles <laughs> because it's traditional that they're the same height as they were back, like at the pole. Never heard crowd. that one before. Like, no,
1: <laughs> that's a new one for this show.
3: Can we get bar on the
2: on the foul poles? Uh, we, we, we should look. Let me tell you something. With the whole you enter Miami against Atlanta thing, uh, this whole goal line technology, foul ball technology, we need to step our games up in America. Because Absolutely. come on, like yeah. how do we not have all these things done? So, mm. and in honor of, I got
3: roasted of for my take UK, on that, I by the way.
2: Little cup
1: right here. <laughs> mm. Oh, boy, look at this.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Uh, cheers
1: to you, Peter. Beautiful. Cheers, cheers. to you, Senor. Cheers. Oh, it's right. glorious. What What was in there? Was it a cafecito or was it just a uh, sneaky tequila? It, it's called the Cuban crack.
2: <laughs> that Cuban crack.
1: Cuban uh, crack.
2: Ooh. Yeah, it's that, I don't know. My wife is Cuban. She gets it to me once I drink it. I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. It's about to get crazy. <laughs> <This> podcast <laughs> to get loose. Supposedly <laughs> it's just coffee, though. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So Braxton game fought game two of the Mets series. He went went six innings strong. Braxton, I feel, and, and I've heard Peter you say it also. When, Pete, when when Braxton's out there, and we've been saying it for a while also, whether he gets the win or not, we're going to win that game. Yeah. And here's another example. He didn't get the win. We went in the bottom of the ninth. But, man, I don't know what it is about Braxton. He just brings that luck. I don't know. I love Braxton. Mm. Yuri is giving up way too many home runs, in my opinion. And I wanted to ask you guys, because I had this conversation with Brighton last week. But Brighton is always a homer. He always defends his guys. So it's hard to have these conversations with Brighton. So I'm going to ask Peter. (laughs) I'm going to ask Peter. What do you think about Yuri's propensity to give up home runs? Because I feel like he gives up way too many home runs.
1: Yeah, it's his only kryptonite, right? It's been the only Um. flaw that we've seen. Um, Luckily, primarily they're solo shots, so you can live. You can live by that um, and live with it. Um, I think you know with with Yuri. I I think just with the Marlins staff in general, right? You kind of look at Yuri Perez and you look at Eddie Cabrera. I think those two. Let's kind of think of those two together. Skip Schumacher is like pulling his hair out, kind of um, all year, thinking about and saying to Eddie Cabrera, "Attack the zone." Throw strikes, Eddie. And so, listen, when when Yuri Perez is following instruction and executing it in that way and pitching like an absolute stud at the age of 20, the odd one's going to go out there because he's on the attack. It's, it's fine. It happens. So, yeah. and that's the thing. Yuri's been so good. They've been solo shots. It is his only kryptonite right now. And some of his pitches, I feel like the scouting report on Yuri Perez and what we've actually seen haven't been the same thing. Like... We're expecting this, you know, crazy change up. Oh, he's barely thrown that pitch. He's kind of like evolved as a pitcher and, you know, just started throwing a completely different type of game I expected. But, yeah, you know, what we have seen though yesterday clearly is like, we're maybe at the end of the road here with Yuri Perez this season. And mm-hmm. I, he may not make another start. You know, I think that could in fact be his final start potentially. Like he's starting to talk like he's tired and... He hasn't said that at all this year. And I think as soon as you've seen anything like that with Yuri Perez, I think it's time to shut him down. It's going to hurt us right now, but we've had like probably four extra starts out of him than we expected. But it wouldn't shock me if we don't see Yuri Perez again this season, to be honest with you, particularly, and we'll probably segue into this later in the show, but, you know, if Sandy's trying to come back, he's maybe looking to lighten the load here and say, listen, Yuri, you have a seat. You've done all you can. I'm going to try and get back in the mix and help this team. But, you know, what a season it's been. What a what a rookie season for Yuri Perez. I mean, for 20 years of age, it's blown me away, frankly. And the odd solo no. shot, it is what it is.
2: No, I'm excited to see him next year. It's just um you're almost guaranteed to see that once again. Brighton, I'll go to you again. You, you worried yet for, for Yuri or no?
3: <laughs> no, he's a 20-year-old kid, man. Mm-hmm. Like he's attacked, like Peter said, and like like we've talked about the last couple of weeks, like he's attacking the zone and he's, he's got all the confidence in the world in that fastball. And what happens is, is a lot of times those hitters sit on either a first pitch, they swing hard at it and it's a, so a home run mm-hmm. or they wait until it's like a three, two count and they know he has to throw a, a good pitch. And then that's when he hits, he gets into trouble with those home runs. So you know, I think I mentioned it yes, or last pod is I think what needs to happen is maybe in the offseason he needs to work on adding another pitch mm-hmm. because right now he's very fastball dominant. And I think if he, kind of like Sandy, where Sandy added in like that nasty changeup he has, right? Like if if Yuri can find a way to add in something like that, I think that just makes him even better for next season. And he's so good. He's not letting runners on base. So they're solo shots. It, it, it is what it is. It's a lot better than what we're getting out of our other pitchers who aren't named Brax or uh, Lizardo.
1: Yeah, well, you, you got Cueto out of the pen now as well, right? Like all of a sudden, Ooh, uh, you know, Cueto's strolling out to the bullpen, and <laughs>
3: you know, its I'd rotation have continues Stalling's to evolve. throw than Cueto. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stalling struck out Acuna earlier in the season. There you go. Cueto Enough hasn't said. done anything. <laughs> I
2: what was nah, that I, 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 do i sound better now I, I had somebody tell me that i was sounding kind of weird so yeah now you sound good. good you sound good now oh, okay that's sexy. all right oh boy, well, thank you <laughs> it, it must have been that was it the highly dirty water highly <laughs> dirty that's water. what it was <laughs> all right um so I, I heard you talking about yuri um And I agree. Now, with Sandy hopefully coming back, what do you think that – Spaz, what do you think this starting rotation is going to look like now to end the season? Because I agree. I think Yuri might have played his last start. Uh, Cueto, unfortunately, is going to be starting those bullpen days. And before you, you answer, Spaz, actually, we had Cueto show up, was it last night in the eighth and ninth inning and give up a solo home run in the eighth and a solo home run in the ninth? Or maybe it wasn't even solo home runs. Can we stop putting Cueto out there?
3: Or do no, you think he's going to be? A- Why he's part of it? He's part of it. They're addicted to him.
2: Part of what? They
3: need him. <laughs> I'd rather
2: have Robertson out there, and you know how much I love Robertson. Ooh, Ooh baby! Man. It's gotten to that point where I just don't want to see Cueto out there, and I feel bad. He's had a decent career, but like, I don't want to see it's him over, out there baby. anymore. It's well, over. That's the
0: thing. I mean, we gave him the contract. We're not going to just not use him, and it's going to hurt us. It's detrimental to our own team. But they're gonna, they're gonna throw him out there and hopefully he gets something done. They're they're kind of hoping and wishing that they get some of their money's worth, but not working out, man.
1: He's been consistent. Uh, <laughs> That's the one thing I would say with Queto like oh. his lines <laughs> His lines—it yes. looks like Bart Simpson, and, and you know, writing those lines that look identical. You know, five innings, yeah. three in runs, three home runs. He's like, okay, it's like over and
3: over and over again. It's so consistent. It's, you know, really when you impressive. see Cueto's name on the on the lineup card, the batters know they got to score at least eight. You yeah. know it, right? It literally, yeah. is like
1: seven, seven or above to win that game. You know it before you even yep. started. Which they seem to do it though. Actually, the funny thing yeah. is, is like they've come alive the offense when Cueto's going. So. You know, it's funny how it works that way sometimes, isn't it? Where like you, you just know you have to be on it today, offense. You know, it just it has to happen because we're going to need it. So, yeah, Cueto, interesting one this year. I think we mm-hmm. thinking back to him though. I think we've ended up getting a bit more out of him than I expected based on that rehab assignment. I mean, in that <laughs> rehab assignment, I'd retired him. Yeah. Like I thought he was done, yeah, after yeah. His, his career was yeah. done. So, That's true. you know, we we yeah. had, you know, we've had some innings from him. They've all looked the same, and the Marlins have had to score six to win those games. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what what the future holds for Cueto. But I don't think the Marlins are going to pick up that option, though. You would assume, right?
0: Oh fuck no! <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Was his ERA
0: during the rehab like nine one one at one point? Like what?
3: <laughs> uh, it, it might have been. I, I think it that's low. Been. I think it was 19 one. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So, uh, Spaz, what do you think that this rotation might look like? You know, we got Brax, which is our our, I mean, most consistent player. Uh, Lazardo, I've been hearing that he might get shut down also. I, I I'm telling I don't know. I hope that's Where'd just are to talk <laughs> on, the, on the evil X. So oh. I'm hoping that those are just silly things that people are saying. And then hopefully Sandy. So we got those top three dogs. Is Cabrera the fourth? I mean, who else no. do we have?
0: We don't we don't have, I mean, it has to be Cabrera, uh, especially if uh, you know, supposedly uh, um Yuri's getting sent down and he's shut down for the season. Who, who else do we have? We don't have many other options. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, Matt Moore is going to help us out this, uh, you know, to end the season out of the bullpen. Yep. So
1: he might be starting games. You know, yeah. he's, he was a starter <laughs> before Matt Moore. Um, who it's knows? A Maybe.
0: Ask. It's a big <laughs> ask, But what, what, what options do we have? You know? I said we so, throw George
2: Soriano out there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why, why not? Fuck it. I mean, we got to experiment and see what, Look, it, what we're doing
2: does. we're doing two bullpen days every five days apparently mm-hmm. every, every five days we got two bullpen days going so it worked against the brave so i'm not gonna knock it but mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if I, it, peter if we make the playoffs they, they shorten up the rotation to maybe a four-man rotation sometimes even three mm-hmm. what do you think that it possibly looks like
1: first question is what's sandy doing so let's you know let's see what sandy can do this evening like this is a huge, this is a high risk situation with Sandy Alcantara. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. But to me, reading between the lines here, Sandy's just pushing through is just my assessment of the situation. The gut feel is here that, you know, he wants to impact the team and they, want, they obviously want to get in the postseason. And he wants to pitch in the postseason as well. So Sandy's doing this to pitch in the postseason. So let's assume Sandy's there. This could go really wrong, and this could there could be no Sandy Alcantara in 2024. So, this is like how sure. high risk I think this situation is, to be honest with you. Um, you think it's worth it? I mean,
0: we're so close. We're I mean, so, it, yeah, it's, I
1: know, it's so I, close, but right. I mean,
2: do you think that, that if, if I, I know anything is possible once you get to the hmm. dance because we've seen it right twice before 2003 and 97 but if we were to make the playoffs, do you think the world series is like a possibility? Or do you think – because if you think that it's a real possibility, then go all in, right? But, like, if you think, like, we're probably better suited for next year, you probably want to risk Sandy getting injured.
1: I think that kind of links back to the, the other the other guys we've spoken about, right? Because this isn't just Sandy. This is – is Yuri Perez done as well? Is Lazardo blowing? You know, you've then got a rotation of Chichi Gonzalez, Braxton Garrett, and Johnny Cueto in the you know that, that that's not going to get yeah. it done in the playoffs. So <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's the problem. I mean, like they're just running out of they're running out of bullets. Like they've been good, but they're so young. You always you have Stallings. Stalling's is available. Yeah, St- Alfaro's <laughs> available. He's so versatile. So yeah. anything's possible with Alfaro. But, <laughs> but I, I think just where we're at now, everything to me is just saying like even if the Marlins squeak in, I fear they've just run out of. Bullets are out of the out of the rotation, and I just don't yeah. think it's going to be enough to really go deep in a postseason run. To be honest, which is disappointing. I agree. But, you know, yeah. skips skips basically managed this team. I would describe his management of the rotation and the bullpen as kamikaze, and he's had to do it. And I don't, I don't yeah. not skip. It has been kamikaze management, and at all. you know, it want, is what he's want, had to do. It.
2: Just want to take a, a quick second, real fans. You Ooh. need to go ahead and follow Peter Pratt this is where you gotta, every yeah, you gotta get you gotta get he has a daily marlins podcast locked on marlins go ahead and he's he is my morning drive to work every day so go ahead and, make and sure that you, you missed peter
3: pratt. peter pratt running in his garden this weekend oh yeah <laughs> like, a, a, on a in the great, middle of the night. on
2: twitter so go ahead and if you haven't yet go ahead and follow peter pratt locked on <laughs> marlins youtube audio and, uh, and on twitter um so yeah, so he also said no way we can make a, a run in the playoffs. Well, I I, I don't want to say no way because like I said, crazier things have happened. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather play it safe and kind of set up for next oh. year because I feel like the core of this team looks really good for next year. Agreed. And maybe we can we can start hot. Like I know we surprised a lot of people the first half of the year. We, we're not surprising anybody next year because our expectations are going to be a lot higher next year. And I kind of want to set up for that. Maybe we can upgrade our catcher. Uh, we could upgrade our shortstop, and you know maybe look a little better at closer tanner scott kind of you know he, he he's inconsistent he's not as consistent as quato like peter pratt was saying so <laughs> well,
3: well in a way. <laughs> you know to kind of touch on the sandy thing though like so yeah. he's pitching tonight right so we we don't have to throw him in the rotation until the med series we're gonna know if we're in it or not by then like we could completely shit the bed against the brewers and then we don't have to worry about it. Right. Cause there's no way Sandy was pitching if the playoffs aren't on the line, but you know, we just have to, <laughs> by the way, Peter Damn Pratt Joe. told us
2: before the show started <laughs> that he did get the facial hair memo. And that as that's as much as it grows. He's but... full grown, full grown, grown, baby. Grown. <laughs> I'm sorry, Peter. Brandon, go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, Joe. That, that's our you buddy. You can Joe. always
3: count on Joe. Yeah. <laughs> But, but um yeah, so, you know, I think you have to kind of go for it, right? Like, you have to have Sandy there. And there's no way. Like, I don't want to be the guy that has to go to Sandy in the middle of a playoff hunt and be like, yeah, you know, we're just going to shut you down. Like, you, he's not going to take that well, the type of competitor he is. Like, that person is not walking out of that room. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I I think we got to give him the chance and and let's see what he does tonight. I'll be watching and hopefully hopefully he has a decent start. But, you know, maybe it's something where he only comes in and he's like an opener, right? Gives us four or five innings and then, Mm. you know, they pull him out of precaution, which I'd be fine with. But, you know, I think the other the flip side of the coin, too, is like Sandy hasn't been great this year. Right. So, you know.
0: Yeah, but There's at least that in too, the and letting the bullpen get like a little bit, yeah. Ahead.
3: No, that's true. And like, when you look at the stats, like you see oh, that he has the lowest run support out of any of our starters by far. And like, because kind of like we were talking about with Quato, the batters know we only have to score one or two with Sandy on the hill, and hmm. you know, it, it's it hasn't helped us. But
0: how many of these you rehab assignments? We'll is he going to go through is it uh
3: jacksonville season su- ends this weekend i, I think so oh, yeah, he's, he's only has a chance to do one start with them mm-hmm. yeah is six available by the way like just uh you know what's <laughs> happening to Sixto? Ooh, spazzy's <laughs> favorite player
0: <laughs> listen i he's vanished I, yeah no i don't i know. had a
3: theory that spazzy was in greece with Sixto and victor <laughs> mesa
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> Gene Segura there too? He could have been. Sure was Gene was driving the boat. I think
0: that's contract money, man. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what else is going to happen, but we'll see.
2: So one last thing to touch on. that met series. I didn't want to go without bringing up. Luis Arise hit that 200th hit. Uh, the yes. season. That big first time. game of that series. That's big time. He's yeah. only the fourth morning to do it. Uh, poor preparation on my behalf that I didn't have the other three, but I know he was the fourth. Um, so I'll, I'll find out. In a Juan second.
3: Pierre, so. Hanley, and Dan Ugler. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 200 strikeouts in a season. Is that what well, we're talking you, about?
2: Actually, actually, Breton, you got you got uh, I got of them, two already. Right, right? So, Hanley Ramirez in 2007, Juan Pierre did it twice in 2003 and 2004, and uh, D Gordon did it twice in 2015.
3: and ah, D. Yeah, D. Yeah. D and strange, now, uh, Gordon. and now Luis
2: Arise. All right, so um, so congratulations to, uh, I mean, our 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 guy. I mean, he ended up being like I know Jazz is the face, but Jazz is the face, but I think Luis Ariz is the best player and the most important player in my opinion. So I I know some people might argue that, but that that's how I feel because I mean,
3: Luis Ariz is waiting for that extension to to get that jersey. Yeah,
0: uh, Kim needs to tighten up.
2: By the way, if you want his All Star jersey, it's on sale at the ballpark. They had it like on twenty five percent off. So in case you want to get his All Star jersey, nice the All Star jersey,
3: yeah, I might yeah, uh, might snag go. that this weekend. Then should get right. some use out of that.
1: There's probably multiple years of All Star appearances. So you know, yeah, like
3: that. I can so, always just say, hey, this is the year he made it with the Marlins. Even if Kim trades him for you know something in the off season, yeah, we need <laughs> we need
1: an arm. Let's try and get Pablo back.
3: Uh don't break my heart, like that. I love
2: Pablo. <laughs> All right. Know. So um, I guess I, we'll go to the predictions now. But before we get into just this weekend's predictions, because Peter Price is joining us and he predicted that we would be in the race in September, now I want to get your up to date prediction. Do you think we make the playoffs?
1: Mm, boy, oh boy. I was so hyped after that Brave series. Like it was, I was in the spaces immediately after. I mean, <sighs> I had the abacus out, trying to count up how many runs we'd scored in that series. It was just <laughs> insane. I was—I think I was predicting the wild card two, even the wild card one spot after that series. It's fair to say, like the helium has gone out of this balloon a touch. But I mean, to Brandon's point, he made I think was such a great one about Sandy and this Brewers series. The interesting thing about the Brewers series, though, and we'll talk about it, is just. These guys, they, they pretty much won the division now. It's kind of locked up for them in many ways. Like, I do think that kind of helps. Like, the Marlins caught the Braves at a good time where they just won the division. You know, I do wonder if the Brewers are starting to kind of foot off the gas it a touch. Um, but I do know the Cubs, I think, play the Brewers later again and they'll be fully foot off the gas. So, you know, the Marlins have to play well. Um, if they play well, they'll get in. And actually, when you look at it, Brewers, a Mets team, that isn't that great, and a pirates team that isn't that great. Like it's in our hands. Play well, get in. Are they going to play well? I think it comes down to what's happening with Luis Arias and his ankle. What's happening with Jake Berger and his his uh, quad area? Right. I forgot to bring you those know,
2: two things up. Yeah, I forgot. All of a sudden,
1: you you know, they get in these little niggly injuries right at the back end. It's really it's really tough to overcome. So, you know, they need Berger and they need Arias in the lineup. I think if those guys are in there in this weekend series. Um, for me, that's just it's how critical those guys are. I think the Marlins need them in there, and I think if they do, there's going to be a record weekend of attendance. I think the attendance thing is just going to be it's going to be insane this weekend. Everyone's going to show up. It's going to be a wild situation, and I think the Marlins beat the Brewers this weekend. It sets them up for the next week, and they get in. It's in the wild card three spot, but I actually really like the wild card three spot for a deeper run than actually the two or the one personally. So I think they get in. I Think they could win a wild card series mm-hmm. and then who knows what happens against the Dodgers.
2: That's the beauty. Who knows? Who knows? And
1: once oh, you get into dance, anything can happen. You just gotta get hot with the
2: right pitchers. Exactly. And to your point about Arise and Burger, over the last two series, Arise batting 526 and Burger batting 435. Unbelievable. OPS OPS 1.526 for a rise, 1.326 for Burger. So they were both on fire when they both got injured so hopefully they're they're good to go this series and next yeah um i haven't how's that jazz 40 40 tracker going
3: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well it's i know raining. he's not
2: gonna hit 40 40 but like is he gonna hit 2020 i haven't been checking
1: he's close i mean he's got a chance to do it have a 2020 year i think again if he's the marlins 18
2: home runs and
0: 18, he already got yeah. the
1: 22 stolen bases okay so he's just two home runs off two bombs away he could do that he
0: could do yeah. that yeah yeah
1: I mean, if it's two salamis, two more salamis, just imagine that. That would be stunning. But, yeah, the 40-40 probably would have been in reach if he played a 1-6-2, to be honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. you know... Not the new rules? Exactly. Like, the stolen bases is never a problem with Jazz, I don't think. No. Like, he can easily take 40 bags whenever he wants. It's just the home runs. Um, And we've seen this new ban- this new batting stance, Jazz. Like, this new stance is delivering. Um, He was walking a ton against the Bravo, so... You know, listen, Jazz, the the sky truly is the limit for the guy. He believes he's an MVP caliber player. And frankly, if he's on the okay. field, like, you know, he's in the conversation. It's just stay yeah. on the field, Jazz. That's all we're asking. It's all that he wants to do as well. But, you know, he's, for me, when you look back at where he started at center field, it's one of, you know, it blows my mind, to be honest with you, how good Jazz Chisholm Jr. has transitioned into center field. And he looks like a legit stud in center field. And that's... You know that you got to tip cap to Jazz for that because he took it on. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at Jazz going. This isn't Jazz Chisholm Jr. the middle infielder. This is Jazz Chisholm Jr. a legit stud center fielder. No questions. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and I remember all the haters that were yeah. uh, making fun of Jazz uh, in yeah. center field. I remember all their names because he's done a good job.
1: <laughs> yeah, he has.
2: No, Jazz has has stepped it up big time in center field, especially from those first couple of series where like yeah. well, maybe we should just put him back in the infield. <laughs> he's looking really good out there even though i, I went to the game i forgot who they were playing when he got injured out in, in center field going after a ball and i was like you can't have our star player out there but he's he's done great um and for richard greenberg real quick there's a a battered at one point i hope that there's a battered every sports team so little by little we're growing we're, we're like a like a venom you're just gonna see we're just gonna keep spreading Richard, <laughs> keep your eye out. whatever you want us to cover you let us know uh here uh Chris, I wish Joy Wendell was better, yes. I wish he was gone. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people wish the same. All right, so let's let's get into these uh, predictions for the next two series. We got three against the Brewers at home, the last series at home, and then we have three in New York against the Mets. Uh, I'll start with, as always, with the most optimistic of us all, Mr. Spaz. We got three against the Brewers at home. I hope you're going to be out there for one of those games. And then we got three in New York. How do you see the next six games panning out?
0: Uh, the Brewers, I believe, they're first in the, they're first in their division. Something yeah, like they have that. a
2: seven and a half game lead over the Cubs, so I think that they're, they're basically done. They oh, they got man. it in the bag. Uh,
0: they're uh, the former uh, Marlin great, uh, Kristen Yelich, I believe, is out for a while because of a back injury, so I don't think he's going to play against us. So. That works in our favor. I say two out of three against uh the Brewers. And honestly, I think we get payback on the Mets um, for ruining our good time. And I think we sweep the Mets.
2: Oh, baby. Okay. That's Ooh. my prediction. I'm sticking so to it. Five and one? You said, is it five and one? Five and one. Yes. Five and, five one. and one. You yeah. know, we Ooh. said we wanted 86 wins. That was our prediction. That was our goal from the first episode. We said 86 wins and we're in. Five wins puts us at 84. We're looking pretty good there, Spaz. I all hope right. you're right. Brian, right. what are you too. thinking?
3: You know what? I'm all in on the Spaz train. I think five and one, too.
2: <laughs> I think tomorrow
3: face. the Marlins are doing their We just lost flashback. two out of
2: three against the Mads guys. Hey. <laughs> yeah, awesome. one the mistake
0: on the fucking umpire's this part. This is now. true.
3: This is true. This yeah. is true. <laughs> So you know, tomorrow they're doing uh, for, for the final flashback Friday. If you're gonna go to one of the games, it should be that one. They're rolling back the prices. I thought think I saw oh, to yeah. uh, ninety three. So I think it's like two two fifty for a hot dog and like three fifty yeah. for a beer. Yeah. So get out there, get loud. What? I think. Um, see the thing is though, I think we sweep the Brewers at home. We end the season with a sweep at home with the Brewers, yeah. and then we take two out of three with the Mets.
0: Are you doing the I reverse think, thing?
3: <laughs> I think, yeah. Just that's so my you feeling. know,
2: I think that tomorrow night's a bullpen day, a.k.a. Johnny Cueto might start. So Doesn't matter. Just put in, okay, all right. You more want run? To make sure the that, bats, more listen, the bats are going
3: to show baby. up. The bats are going to show up. We <laughs> haven't heard it. anything all about right. Berger, which tells me he's probably fine. He's going to mm. go tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, Arise, maybe he doesn't go tomorrow. Maybe he needs another day off, but maybe go goes Saturday. There's no way you keep those guys out of the playoff race. There's no way that they don't make it in. And, you know, I, I think the bats are going to bring us in, and I think Jazz, Jazz is going to get to his 20 home runs. He might even do it in the next two series. Let's go. Well, he only got three I series thought. left, so he's got to do it soon.
2: All right. Peter Pratt. What are we thinking? Next six games, last homestand and then three in New York.
1: Boy, oh boy, there is no tougher ask than this Brewers home series if the Brewers really want to win. And that's, for me, like is really important here. Like if the Brewers really want it and they, they're up for it and they haven't had a load of beers, like they may have won the series, won the division, maybe by game one, maybe even, or I haven't looked at the numbers specifically. Um, but let's hope they have because you've got Burns going, you've got Woodruff going, you've got Peralta going. Like there is no bigger test pretty Woodruff much right now.
2: murdered us last time. He that's what I mean. So,
1: yep. It's going to be a tough ask. So if they win that series, that that's a fat dub. A fat, fat dub. Like, I'd love a sweep, absolutely. But they need to win the series. If they do win it, it will be a fat dub because those three pitches are about as tough as any they can face yep. at this point. The Mets series is another intriguing one. And I think how that Mets series goes will link to how the Brewers series went. If they've won that series and the vibes are rolling, they'll roll into New York and they'll win that series too. And they'll win the, the Pirates series too. You look at the other clubs they're facing, it's the Cubs and Diamondbacks, right? That, that's who you're looking at. What have the Cubs got? For me, I look at the Cubs' schedule. I think that looks really nice for the Cubs, to be honest with you. I think look they look dangerous, to be honest with you. They've got the Rockies on deck now at home. Perfect, perfect series. I think they then travel away to the Braves Braves don't care. By the time they face, yeah. face the Brewers last game, last yeah, series, they, they won't care. They'll be resting everyone. Yeah. It's I'd be looking at the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks I think they have got the Yankees on deck. I they they finish against the Astros and they're fighting. So and the Yankees are still the, the Yankees are all of a sudden playing well too, and they've got another series uh, in the middle of that. So the White Sox, the White Sox on the road, and so you again anything can happen. I think it's going to come down to maybe head to head the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks, I think, have got a game and a half lead on the Marlins. So it's going to be really tight. I think the Cubs have got a real cupcake uh, walk into this. I can see them catching fire again. <sighs> I don't know how I'm feeling, to be honest with you. I feel tired, but I feel pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pumped because we've, like, this season, we've just, as a fan base and as all of us guys who watch, like, all the games and, you know, we're, we're in it it's felt like a really long, fun, but draining season, frankly. Like, it's been so many ups and downs. And it would just be just a heartbreaker at the back end if they can't quite get in. When it feels like, when you kind of sit back and go, man, how did we not get in? We are 14 games over 500, and there was tons of voodoo. And to not get in? You then go, man, well, what's going to happen next year? Let's say there's no voodoo. Like, is this team back under 500? Like... It feels like this is our chance because we got ourselves yeah. in the position. The voodoo's been going, the vibes have been good. Everyone's playing well. Stayed healthy pretty much. This has to be our time. So with that being said, I'm gonna change I'm gonna change everything. Flip the script. I'm going back to back sweeps. are swept.
0: Let's
1: fucking get it. <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> you see, I was about to say five and one like Spaz and Breton and join the I thought I was joining in the the Overconfident, but Peter Pratt, let's, let's in the in heart. I, I, I love it, I love it, which would put us at 85 and 74, one game away from our goal of 86 wins. And oh man, I'm feeling good. Let's go. Peter Pratt brought the energy today,
3: <laughs> yeah. All right,
2: so, uh, Peter, thank you as always for joining us. We appreciate you joining us in the middle of the beginning of the season. Now, we're here with two weeks left to finish it up, uh, Peter, please let even though they should be following you already, but if they aren't like real fans wasn't, please let people know where they could find you, follow you and listen to you on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely. Firstly, guys, thanks for having me back on. It's always great to talk to you guys and uh, you know, let's make sure we do it once the postseason gets rolling as well, boys. So that's right. Yeah. Cause we're making let's, it. Let's, let's lock that yeah. in right now. So appreciate <laughs> it guys. And well done for the pod keeping it rolling. So it's, uh, it's been one of my favorites too. Uh, for those listening and wondering where the hell do I find this guy at Mammy Marlins underscore UK on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you call it these days. I've kind of tried to get Instagram going and TikToks and all this, but I'm I'm just too old for that scene. To be honest I've with tri- you, so I've tried it also. It's very difficult. <laughs> I feel it's yeah, di- it's <laughs> difficult. I'm too old. I'm you too white. Be- um, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> that's too you many should, problems. You should use Instagram for your wine cellar. This like, is uh, it. That, that's what you should use Instagram for. Uh, this is the wine I'm drinking today. That's what you should. Mm. I'd follow you.
1: Yeah, actually. Well, on that topic, I've I, I fired up this bad boy here. It's Ivana's Odyssea, right? It is a Bulgarian, a Bulgarian Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, so wow. there you go. I, mean, I, went, do that. I went left field with this bad boy. So yeah. follow me for baseball musings and wine recommendations. I'm not sure I would recommend this one, but anyway. <laughs>
2: and also follow him because you may can't tell right now, but he has a beautiful set of hair that he's hiding mm. under that hat right oh, there. Yeah, yeah. It's always a pleasure to see those pictures of him at those tennis matches.
3: You know he it, also baby. Has, has a uh, go-to signal that works on all the ladies. Mm, she does that's, always that, keep swimming. that's been unconfirmed. <laughs> that's <confirmed.
1: laughs> the spare room has being utilized more often than not when I give the, uh, give her the old jazz, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Tara sends me away. <laughs> <laughs> but right. locked on marlins guys if you want it. if you aren't listening head on over to locked on marlins would you believe it? it's there's there's a daily podcast covering the marlins and uh for some wow. reason i said i I'd, I'd i'd do it i don't know why uh but it's been fun and uh, appreciate i appreciate that it. you do it yeah, yeah, appreciate I, yeah it. I, I appreciate you guys absolutely
2: <laughs> all right uh spaz any final thoughts
0: no get out uh you know support the boys on this final. make sure you're out at the
2: ballpark man that Let's ballpark go. cannot look like it did on tuesday
3: yeah, this yeah, weekend yeah, yeah. Nope.
0: gotta get out there be loud for the boys Hopefully
2: we make it in. Uh, Brett, and any final thoughts?
3: Uh, what kind of uh prospect guy would I be if I didn't shout out the Jupiter hammerheads on winning the Florida state league the, uh, yesterday oh, yeah. they clinched. So, you know, we have champions breeding in our farm system <laughs> and these guys are going to come up and, and propel us to a decade of good, good baseball here in Miami. So get out there to the park this weekend, a lot of great promotions Going on, let's pack the house and let's let's send the boys off to the final road trip on a high, and let let's get the playoffs, baby. That's yep. it. I, I let's
2: understand. go. Do, do you guys know if they're going to continue the Flashback Fridays if we make the playoffs?
3: I would hope so. They better.
0: Yeah, I would hope so. It's definitely better,
3: good. and it better be uh Flashback Fridays where we're wearing the Miami Marlins gear next year, and we're just the Florida Marlins again next year. Ooh, that'd be cool.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'll take the Miami Marlins if they like do a, like a custom and put it in there yeah good. i'm good with it look i love the teal all right well if you are listening on audio thank you for listening all the way to the end as always we appreciate you taking the time to join us please leave five stars review, and all that other good stuff and if you are watching on youtube thank you for watching all the way to the end please like and subscribe and as always if you were part of the chat thank you for participating in the chat you guys are as always the best part of the show and I mean, at this point, I think we all said he's a 5-1, 6-0. and, one, six and oh, So, regardless, we're going to be pretty happy next Thursday when we jump back on. Uh, no Peter Pratt next time, but Cali can do his best to join in and, uh, and fill in the shoes of the UK great. So, well, we missed you, Cali. We can't wait to see you next week. And uh, until the next one, have a good one.